Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Um, Today we are going to talk about hidden triggers. Um, When we were thinking about this, we we were just thinking about those in terms of you trucking along quite nicely in your sobriety and not feeling too bad. And then suddenly, or you might be feeling amazing, um, but then suddenly something happens to wobble you and these can be internal or external. Now, we've talked quite a lot about internal ones, I think, over the last mm. kind of few episodes and self-care and listening in and all the rest of it. So we're going to focus externally today and look at how we might be triggered from the outside. So uh, before we do that, hi, Mandy, how are you doing? Hello. I'm good. We're back. It feels like it's been a really long time since we've, it's just been us two. So I'm, yeah. well, as much as I love uh, interviewing, inspiring people, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, I just wanted to say, because this week will be the funeral of my friend Jamie, who gave us the music for oh, this yeah. podcast. So uh, just if any, because I actually shared it with kind of his family. They didn't know that he had anything to do with it. So thinking of, uh, of, of them. Yeah. But yeah, me, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> and you, dude? Yeah, and, and yeah, so, yeah, about Jamie, because obviously he helped to produce some of the episodes as well, didn't he? And he obviously did, gave yeah. us the music, which, and we went through a few of his tracks and he was so generous. And then the one we settled on quite weirdly was called Recovery, wasn't it? So <laughs> we're like, ooh. Yeah. And that was at the time when we didn't like the word. We were like, ooh, recovery. And like, we kind of made friends with it now, haven't we? So. Yeah. <laughs> Comes he to must us have all. known. He must have known, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So sending lots of love to you this week and also to anyone who who knew Jamie and was touched by him and stuff. Mm, so, he was a character, yeah. that's Yeah, cool. I just I only knew him really <laughs> briefly from our you know, like little chats on Dropbox or, or Instagram, but yeah. he just came across as such a warm, lovely, warm person. So cool. Well, yeah, I'm all right. As you know, it's a win. Uh, the, one of the reasons why we're looking outside, I think, is that if we looked inside, I wouldn't stop talking again because uh, obviously it's been a couple of very difficult weeks. But um, in terms of parenting this end, but, you know, I just feel like I'm getting through it. Touch wood. And doing it, you know, sober, uh, it just means you just, I don't know, it's so, it feels so difficult at the time, but at least you, you deal with stuff as it comes up. So, you know, You've got that I, handle on it. Yeah, got-, got the handle on it and, and really, you know, reached out. And obviously, they've got the sober support there. So, I've reached out to sober sisters and had a couple of really nice messages from Sobros as well. And yeah, so you know what? I'm all right. Last week was not good, but this week I'm, well, I'm feeling quite annoyed. So that just means I'm feeling better. So <laughs> yeah, you've got your fighter spirit back. Yeah, I've invoked my Carly. Yeah, right. Um, so, so we're looking at external triggers and we thought we'd do a bit of a different format in terms of a quiz. It's a bit like Mr. and Mrs. to quiz Mandy and I. Um, it's quiz each other oh, on what we know about what triggers each other uh, with the hope that maybe 
it might help people and you might go yeah me too sort of thing and but also just have a bit of fun with it so um so we're going to start with my questions aren't we so yeah have, have we introduced the topic enough yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so triggers being the external things that happen and it could be, you know, the sun coming out or it could be an argument or, you know, it could be a variety of things, but something that makes you suddenly out of the blue think that drinking might be a possibility, which is obviously all the alarms go off, whoop, 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 move away from the trigger. And, yeah. Um, okay, so my first one, these are a bit... These are a bit, um, as my son would call, meta or extra of me. <laughs> what was the biblical reference that Kate was annoyed about? <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't know this one normally because I'm not at all religious, but I, I know because you told me. Um, it is, I think I know, I might get it wrong now, mm. uh, it is... Um, Turning water into wine, is it not? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the, the um, it was actually the wedding in Cana in Galilee, Mandy, and it was where Jesus turned the water into wine. And f when I was quite early on in my sprite, that really, really upset me because I was just I couldn't work out all the historical relevant you know it was like oh well if it goes back to then maybe it's all right maybe it's in the bible and I don't know I was just all a bit it was part of the teasing out so obviously I'm not going to argue with the whole of Christianity on that one but no. that has really really annoyed me in the past think, and made um, me overthink <laughs> somewhat, someone said to me that you know at I mean, it was it was uh, for medical. I mean, it was it was uh, health, healthier, safer to drink yeah. alcohol, alcohol, wine, or bit. Yeah, because it. of the the sanity, the sanity, yeah. the sanitization <laughs> of the water. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I suppose take, take that one as a historical context. You know, it's yeah. not relevant now. Okay. So. Okay. So that means that um, yeah, if you go to a wedding. You don't have to drink loads of wine just because no. Jesus did it. I don't even know if Jesus did drink. He probably didn't drink any of the wine. Right, okay. So that was my first one. But that was a trigger. And this goes it's to show... That, that trigger for you. I mean, yeah. it, we're laughing about it. But, you know, obviously uh, in a more serious context, if you are deeply religious or if you are religious, mm. you know, I can see how um, it being part of the the doctrine of religion mm. being problematic for people. Well, so and also thinking about valid. that, um, I was thinking, what do you do at communion? Because mm. you have the wine and the wafers. So I'd be quite interested to see how people get around that and how they think of it. And why couldn't you have an... Maybe that's next bit of campaigning for club soda, is yeah. to move away from the pub and into the church and have alcohol-free communion. Wine. Am I going to get myself into loads of trouble? I think I am. I think I'm on... I think I'm on thin ice here, but um, but yeah, it is, isn't it? So it's part of that that construct and and the whole idea of um, the holy, wasn't it? But now I'm getting all mixed up and going into Dan Brown territory with the whole uh, the Holy Grail, the Sangreal, which was the blood and the holy mm. blood, and that has links um, uh, uh, vocabulary and language wise with with Latin with the, the the blood and the wine doesn't it sangriel or something now I'm just thinking of sangria and now I don't know what I'm talking about so moving on okay um, it just goes to show that a little knowledge is a dangerous thing 
So, number two, which TV chef was Kate annoyed about in 2016? Um, it is, uh, I've forgotten his name. It's a man and yep. he does, he does, he lives in the countryside down he in does Cornwall. does my lover. <laughs> yeah. Down in Cornwall, is it? No, down, not down, down there, Cornwall, down there, Dorset. Dorset, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. You've but... only Whittingstall. Yeah, so, I, okay, so I'll put you up for your misery. So I was really annoyed by Hugh Fernley Whittingstall in 2016 when I was, I think I was into my, the second time round sobriety. And again, I was just like, hasn't quite worked all my reference points out with it and my reasons, I suppose. And so... I was kind of thinking, yeah, this is like an amazing choice for me. This is a really great, you know, it's really good for me on all of these different levels. And then I watched River Cottage and they were all wassling. They're like all these kind of rosy cheeked kind of healthy country types had gone collecting apples and wassling back to a barn and made cider and roasted up a pig and just like had their cider. And it was like this very kind of bucolic, English traditional English scene and it was like wow I was like the wine which literally lives at well it was the cider which living at River Cottage and then it got me thinking <laughs> about how it's linked to food and I've done like various um some work with that sort of world with cookery schools you know and I've you know you have Leith School of Food and Wine you know they pair it, it it's like mm. oh well, you just have a lovely food and then you have a lovely wine like you talk about France so mm. there's that kind of element to it and then I and then another one that um, Billingsgate Seafood School it's just an amazing like charity that does loads of work with Billingsgate uh, Seafood Market and educates ki kids about how to use sustainable fish like that's all amazing and and then I spoke to their PR person and they were putting on a night to introduce craft beers to pair it with their latest fish and chips. And I was a bit like, move away from the fish, dude. Like, leave mm -hmm. the fish alone. It doesn't need beer. And I was just, but it was like that, like with the yoga pairing. It's like, can is nowhere sacred. Just, just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. So that whole, like, you know, the rise of food porn in the UK and our fascination with all things foodie. I think the wine witch lurks there and can really feed into that, oh, well, it's just what we should be doing kind of thing, mm. which can be dangerous if you're feeling a bit low and like, oh, I just want to kind of like be, I don't know, normal and and also be looking after myself. It, it's almost like a it goes nurturing with, with that, doesn't mm. it? Feeds into that. So, yeah, so that's the chef that I was annoyed with in 2016. <laughs> Shall I go into the next one? Or should we do you? Do you want to do one? Okay. Um, uh, what time of year is the most difficult for me in terms of <clears throat> being triggery? Summer. Summer holidays. Because historically you were a very, you, you said you were a boundaried drinker. And so when everything goes all, you know, uh, when the boundaries of work and timetables relax, that feeds into your, okay, well, I will just kind of go bananas or I should be having my downtime. Historically, is that correct? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it is, yeah, obviously. But I would say more uh, winter Christmas. Like, <laughs> so I was completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> because, like, I, I mean, obviously, summer is massive, massive, massively triggery. But um, I think that element of Christmas um, and family and celebration and stuff um, and that being inside and you know yeah the cozy yeah the cozy the tradition oh, traditions is that what all of or is it the family triggers just wanting to escape from the family sorry Possibly. that was <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it out and we'll call it we'll we'll call it just the tradition shall we and but pretend that our families aren't absolutely driving us up the wall and yeah. we just need a bit of space yeah so okay yeah and me too i suppose those high days and holidays yeah festive periods and then but for me i suppose the summer holidays are historically quite triggery but um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think for you it's summer isn't it mm. most yeah so what else? Like, give us another question from you. Okay. Um, what uh, TV show? Which TV show did I find? Did, did I find uh, pretty triggery in two thousand and sixteen? Which TV show did you find triggery in two thousand and sixteen? I want to say Mad Men. Close, around the same time, yeah. Mm. I don't know. The Good Wife. Ah. And why was that? I I found that one because I was in that kind of, that was in the period of kind of my attempts of moderation and um, there was something very comforting of sitting there on the sofa watching this incredibly intelligent, powerful lawyer woman Mm. Uh, drinking, you know, loads of red wine. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, it kind of it, it fed into this idea that that was uh, an attainable mm. goal. And, and, I mean, obviously you didn't see when she was... There was no, you know, when she, there was no... It was no reality to, to it. The amount of drinking that she was doing would not have allowed her to perform quite as well as her mm. job. But yeah, that one was huge. And I think that, I mean, that, that has been for our generation of women, like massively, mm. um, massively triggering, you know, the whole Sex and the City, Desperate Housewives. Interestingly, mm. they were all uh, sponsored on TV by alcohol brands as well. Did you know, do you know what the sponsor for Sex and the City was on TV? Mm. It wasn't Bailey's, was it? It was Bailey. Oh, there you go. That's so that's so woman focused. Because when we spoke to our marketeer, she was talking about how Bailey's kind of came up after Guinness, you mm. know, because women didn't have the taste for Guinness and stuff. Um, that's really interesting, and um, and I think that's right. I think. Well, we talked before, didn't we, about all of the messages that we receive all the time and and especially around going back to Christmas with the prevalence of it on TV, it's, I think you can easily be triggered because it's that drip drip. That can can, uh, catch me out sometimes Mm. when, um, 
Well, I'll ask you another question. So where outside um, triggers me? <clears throat> I don't think it's yoga. <laughs> <laughs> the dad, I'm laughing, yoga used to trigger me. Because before Why? I put, well, because before I put alcohol, uh, being alcohol free with self care, when it was still just like muscle and hard work and hard work, when I used to go and then just start to soften up and just go, okay, well, I just need to, to be nice to myself, because I was kind of driving myself with the stick for quite a long time mm -hmm. with it, it would make me question it. So I actually did, it was, you know, I can see that. I can see that kind of re the beginning of relaxing, you know, in mm -hmm. yoga and then like that carrying on to finishing to relax with a glass of wine. Yeah. Which is utter bollocks. But mm -hmm. it's uh, terraces, you know, like outside cafes. I still because I, where I live, uh, mm. obviously it's by the sea and below my flat, there's loads of sort of terraces. And I still do get that kind of little like stomach twist when it's a sunny day and everyone's sat outside mm. like having a beer that that can throw me sometimes be like oh god and then I just have to play it forward and go it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be just one beer and also I hate drinking in the day like it's 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 nonsensical to me I never mm. enjoyed sort of day drinking because then you get a hangover by like three o'clock and then the rest of the day is yeah. just grim yeah Okay, so my next question is, which pub triggered Kate in 2015? Jeez, <laughs> is that a specific, a specific pub? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I don't know, dude. Okay. Is, it one, is it one in Brighton? No, or? it's one in London. But I'll tell you what it is then, because you won't guess, but it's a place uh, called Vinopolis which really annoyed me. Oh, <laughs> it's like a massive warehouse. Right, it's so right big. where I um, worked, yeah, on King Street. Yeah, around London Bridge sort of way. Yeah, and that was like um, right next to my work. Was it? Place. It was right next to my work as well because I used to work at the FT and I used to just literally come out the back and the first thing I saw was this big thing saying Vinopolis, which was basically City of Wine, isn't it? Yeah. I was just like, Rah! and it used to really annoy me. And then I'd be looking and I'd think, how big? And there was never anyone in there. I was always like, what's going on? That you've mm -hmm. got all these vaults and it was really massive, like this, yeah, like dystopian city of wine underneath London Bridge. And it was just like, so that was, but it was difficult, you know, because, and it was triggering because like when I came out of work, I would have been sat in front of the computer all day. And because I'm a working mum, often I would work through lunchtime so I could get that train to get home in time. Mm. So I was always quite stressed. I was always feeling guilty about leaving slightly early having worked through my lunch hour to allow me to go in get that slightly later train to do the school drop off and come back you know that whole bullshit thing that mums have to deal with parents have to deal with working parents yeah, and you know so actually it's not funny is it and then you come out of the office after all of that after juggling all of that and you're hit by the city of wine in front of you when you just want to kind of hug your babies and have a bit of a cry and you still got yeah. an hour home on the train you know so yeah Vinopolis yeah, and that feeds into all of that kind of uh, aspirational aspect you know because then you come out and you see the people all like I mean I used to 
have that too, you know, especially when I lived in and worked in London and you'd come out and everyone would be, there's so many people all sat in bars drinking, you know, having a lovely time. And you'd just mm. be like, you know, who are you people? And I don't know any of you. And now I'm like running and I've got like 10,000 things to do and I'm miserable. And, and it, it's that thing again of isolation, isn't it? And then you're seeing this community mm-hmm. together that are drinking, even though it's completely false um, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, what most annoys Mandy about alcohol marketing? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's... Mm. I know this, I know this, because I think we mentioned this quite recently, like yesterday or something. So it's either the fact that it sells you a lifestyle or the marketing at women and mums. Yeah, um, I think uh, there's a new element. There's definitely those two elements, um, the marketing to women. And I've been studying quite a lot about that Um and uh, I'll put some notes of some links on the on the on the uh, on the website because there's some really really good talks about sort of the history of um, marketing alcohol to women. But there's a new um, a new angle that they're pushing, which is uh, charity action by alcohol mm. uh, brands. Um, so. Um, the there's a big sort of thing about it because um a beer brand i'm not going to give them any publicity but a beer brand yeah uh, is uh doing an advert uh for um for water shortages so there's carrie bradshaw and uh the dude from big lebowski so those Mm -hmm. two characters are coming back to life in this advert for the super bowl uh in 2019 Mm -hmm. um to drink this beer together so you're bringing two universe you know the the dude Mm -hmm. cool all that who's rejecting his because what does he drink a white russian i think and then you know sex in the city her drinks she's going to drink this beer um because it's a charity action that they're going to give some money to uh to this water charity oh, that's just lame um i mean and, i'm glad that they're giving money to a water charity don't get me wrong but that whole premise is yeah and and i think yeah. it's something like um it's pour it forward is like the, you know, the tagline. And uh, it's something like uh, there's going to be loads of beer drank at the Super Bowl. So you might as well do something for charity or something, mm. um, which led me on to pink washing and the amount of um, alcohol brands that jump on um, breast cancer. Yes. Awareness. That, I really uh, have a and, problem with that, a massive yeah. problem. Mm. And uh, considering it's a can- it's a cancerous carcinogenic Uh, substance Mm. uh, and you're promoting breast cancer is completely nonsensical so I guess that's my biggest bugbear at the moment Um, Mm. it's like my dad said you know why don't charity you know cigarette companies sponsor and you know asthma awareness yeah right that makes sense so yeah yeah and Uh, on that that I want to um, just flip that slightly while I've remembered because I did a bit of sober activism the other day and I went into Waitrose. 
I want to give a shout out to Waitrose and Hayward's Heath because, you know, I remember Sarah Turner from the Harrogate Sanctuary campaigning and lobbying Waitrose years and for years and years. And this is like I was aware of it six years ago where they do that meal for one or two. And there's always a complimentary bottle of wine and all their booze promotions. Mm. And she was always on at Waitrose and she was getting somewhere. She got them to do offer one alcohol free drink as well or something so this is a major move forward from them but I went into Waitrose yesterday and there was a big Mother's Day kind of thing going on and I looked at it and there was a whole array of seed lip of beautiful tonics of lovely juices loads of beautiful sodas and it was all alcohol free and there was just one bottle of gin at the end I can't even remember what it was, but it was basically had massively shifted. So I went and found the manager and I think he was a bit scared because I I had been on my husband's motorbike and I had helmet hair and I had no makeup (laughs) on and I probably had egg on my top as well. And I sort of went... I want to say something to you, but it's a good thing. So he stopped backing away from me. And I just went, look, you know, what we did on the podcast. And I said, I'm really impressed because you just totally given a massive you know array of alcohol free alternatives and for mother's day when traditionally it's been sort of very much you know alcohol and prosecco gin's been marketed at at us so and he was really chuffed and he was like oh and i'm doing this and i'm doing that and we're doing this and and like he got really like happy and wanted to tell me lots more about all the alcohol free stuff that was coming so you know vive la revolution yeah well this this um came up in quite a strong conversation with someone that I had yesterday um, because I this is too this is important for two things it's about me um, what can happen sometimes is when you you approach people that are not your your people about alcohol you approach people that are not willing to listen to your point of view so I was trying to cut corners for our little quiz and I basically put out to like loads of of my WhatsApp groups, family, friends and stuff. Um, can you think of any sort of, um, any alcohol brands that have uh, sponsored TV shows? And I got a response back from someone that said no. And I was like, Oh, you know, think of it as an ironic pub quiz was my answer. Cause I was trying to soften it. I was like, Oh, I don't, don't know why that got such a hard no. Mm. And then basically got a big rant about how I shouldn't um, I shouldn't objectify the alcohol industry, which so many people enjoy, uh, just because I love sober. So it's like basically just you know, and it is a there is a valid argument in there in the in the fact that you know any movement that then starts attacking another group of people. Mm has an issue behind it you know it's like prohibition didn't work you know Mm. we do sort of say like we're not I'm I'm, and I don't I mean I live with a drinker I'm not against people drinking everyone has their individual choice but what I think this person didn't understand was that there isn't it's when you're doing something that's activist activism you have to readdress the balance and in a moment there isn't a balance so sometimes you have to Mm. shout quite loud in order to be heard you know, and what's happening now, which is great. And um, the end of the kind of conversation was mediated by, I won't mention who, but someone that has often mediated situations, mm. um, sort of said, you know, look, these things happen. It's the same with anything, like with, you know, with feminism, with with sort of any 
uh, with racism, anything that is uh, a group of people that are being marginalised mm. by a majority, mm. uh, there has to be a process of radical, you mm. know, change. Yeah. And then it's about addressing the balance, and that's where slowly, mm. like now, it is changing. Yeah, and, and make room for sober. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, yeah, that's yeah. it's not it's not about there being no alcohol. Uh, alcohol. Yeah. It's about being responsible. You see that and... that annoys me as well. See, if I'm talking about what annoys me, that whole like whenever I, I mean this is I've got this one. It says what what annoys Kate on sober forums. <laughs> and this is like when people get into an argument, like, you know, if you're ranting about the booze industry so, and you'll get someone go, it doesn't matter, it's not an out external problem, it's internal, it's about addiction, it's about you. And it's like, well, it's about both, isn't it? It's like, look, yeah. we have our personal accountability and it causes like really big, everyone's feathers get ruffled and it's like, you, it's both. You, you're not an island, we are... If you had never seen alcohol, you wouldn't have a problem with alcohol. So it's got to be part of the stuff that you're exposed to and the messages, the norms and values, the socially accepted behaviour, your socialisation, blah, 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 blah as well. And also your individual makeup, which has caused a problem with alcohol, you know, and an addictive substance. It's both. And it, and your history. So I... that 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 is something that yeah, I, I think, think as well. Like The, the other thing that... that uh... You know, if someone has never had a problem with alcohol, you know, and that's why that that conversation didn't work, because we don't understand each other is, you know, when part of the reason why we do this podcast is there are people that are that are blaming themselves yeah. and they think it's all about them mm. and all that shame. And I've done this to myself and I'm a bad person. And I know that because I did that to myself. Mm. And, you know, to sit there and, and to be in that circle of, you know, self uh, hatred of yeah. this is all about me and you know if you start looking and filling in the gaps and building the picture and looking mm. at what's outside and looking at your your social situation your financial situation yeah. whether you're a single mum whether you've got you know money issues whether you've got like uh difficult children if there's trauma if there's you know if and the marketing that we live in, you know, it's the same premise for, as, as your husband said, a very good point, it's the same pre- premise for junk food, you know, it's like you're exasperating. Uh, exacerbating. I, I'm just posh. <laughs> <laughs> exasperating. I'm totally exasperated with all those people drinking, drinking and eating junk food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean. exacerbating a, a pro- making it worse, making this. Yeah. Yeah. And it and yeah. it's sold as and, sort of, yeah. And there, there is part of that that is the responsibility of put, who are putting out these products into the into the ether you know yeah and something that really riled I took it on one really riled is that in football there's now gambling uh companies that are sponsoring football teams so that's a major that hooked into some other levels because you know again it's it's about taking a dopamine hit isn't it if you're looking at like yeah people getting addicted or having problems mm. with something it's about taking a dopamine hit so it's exactly the same with gambling mm. exactly the same with shopping with sugar mm. with alcohol you know it's all the same it is yeah anyway rant rant over yeah no no I'm not, yeah I agree with you and I, and I think that that 
don't stop ranting. <laughs> I love the rant. But that whole, um, yeah, sort of where does individual responsibility and social responsibility, where do they stop and where do they start? And we all have individual responsibilities for ourselves, obviously, to try and be well and to get you know and take be accountable and I think that's the thing that upsets some people that are more sort of traditional recovery models say you know because that accountability is really fundamental if there hasn't been any accountability that's that's sacred Mm. you know and I can see that but I do think that society is accountable and marketing companies are accountable too and you need to be looking after your societal members so like I believe Mm. in a more caring society where you don't just go we it's not libertarian it's not just like oh you can do whatever the fuck you want whenever you want it's like Mm. we are not far from children we we can't cope with that half the time life's tough and we are gonna go to quick fixes aren't we so many of us it takes a lot not to so yeah to put gambling in the way of vulnerable people oh come on do you know what i mean Mm. don't be an asshole so um yeah yeah oh we're getting some swearing in today as well um what else do have you got another one or is it my go Uh, oh it's my go go on oh no it's your go all right um true or false is there a brand of gin called mother's ruin yeah must be yeah and a bar yeah yeah i remember when i when i used to drink i used to love the idea of the gin riots because i thought it's hilarious and now i you know and now I, uh, you know, the knowledge is power and getting to grips with my own drinking and how I used alcohol. I, I don't think of it, you know, and and all of that, I'm really sensitive to that. So I would say that that's, it's not triggering for me, but it's upsetting all of that sort of stuff. Did you know that I was, because I was watching this um, video the other day that um, it was Catherine Brown. I think she's, she's got married, so she's got a different name now. But she's uh, one of the directors of the Institute of Alcohol Studies. And she was talking about the temperance move, movement in, in Ireland in the, like, 18th century. And she was saying that, um, actually, the temperance movement in women was very close to the suffrage okay. movement. And they worked together. And actually being alcohol free was seen as empowering to women because it was about taking a stance against domestic violence uh, from their husbands. So that, you know, if there was no if alcohol was controlled and there was no drunkenness, then they would be safer. Safer. Mm. Um, Well, that's interesting. And I think that that's happening again with our kind of the self-care and the wellness movement. And, for Mm. you know, for me, sobriety is a feminist issue because it's about my empowerment and saying no to all the calling bullshit and and our safety, you know, uh, as well, you know, internally and externally. So it's interesting. It is, yeah. And then she was talking about, I mean, we'll go and we'll do a whole episode on this, I think. But she was talking about how, you know, when it was the ladettes kind of in the 90s, it was all about being like a man. So it was like, you know, drink for drink, drinking pints, you know, that kind of sort of uh, pseudo feminist kind of uh, action. And then when it moved into the 2000s, it was about, uh, you know, heels and power suits and sex in the city and kind of Mm. successful women and that's how it it kind of went uh and obviously then to kind of uh mothers 
Um, but how that, you know, that it's been portrayed as something empowering mm. to to drink. It's, it's interesting. Mm. But we'll come back yes. to that. I've got one more question. We probably should go wrap up pretty soon, shouldn't we? Yeah. But um, I've got one more for you. What quote by Aristotle annoyed Kate? Oh, goodness gracious. Maybe it isn't. A, it, it might not be an actual quote. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's, oh, it's from do. Aristotle. I know, what you're I know what you're talking about now as well, um, but I don't know it. But yeah. I, I do know it, if you know what I mean. I think I think it and I don't even I'm going to misquote it but it was that moderation in all things ah uh, yeah and the idea that has kind of gone through our culture as well I think mm. and it was a misquote because it wasn't about moderating when you're taking a an addictive carcinogenic <laughs> mind-numbing substance and it wouldn't be moderating with smoking do you know what I mean but it was about it was alluding to emotional states so trying to avoid an extreme of kind of emotions and trying to hit a middle ground so that you are feeling more stable in yourself so not getting too upset or too angry or too excited so that was what what it was alluding to was this moderate a kind of uh, of a stability and somehow that's been used and understood as well then we can just have a little bit of wine well that I used it I won't say everyone but that I that used to filter through to me and I'd be like oh I'm being ever so extreme and yeah. surely I should just be moderate and so that really massively triggered me and kept that actually kept me drinking for quite a few years I think kept yeah, me on a hamster wheel because I just thought oh well that's obviously more sensible to stop completely is obviously extreme and um you know and that's not a good idea is it no, so so that I find that quite interesting that so, is very interesting so yeah. yeah um so yeah even though it was a kind of a silly question it's got a kind of a serious truth to it I suppose for me mm. it's got a real thing um we've we've about come to the end haven't we yeah, I just say the other thing that I find really triggering is um, is wine is tastings. Mm. I just wanted to finish that because this came up yesterday because my husband has been uh, visiting his sister and brother-in-law uh, and the other side of France, and they're all very into wine and and are very into different alcohols in in general. And so they would they quite often they do tastings, you know. So they were tasting mm. different whiskies, which oh god, I know, disgusting. Really, but really want to vomit. it did trigger me a little mm. bit. I was just like, oh, it's that that idea of like you're just doing it for the taste. Yeah, you know? you're just a little bit for the taste, and it it brings up that kind of idea of some romanticism about alcohol that you're you know that it's something fine and and exquisite and you know and um, yeah, I find that so whenever I see things in the in the newspaper about like wine tasting holidays in italy or stuff mm. i always go ooh, ooh. Yeah. Ah, well i'll go to a yoga retreat instead that's what <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah but it's true it's isn't it it's that um and that the wine which the the airport you know where the wine which lurks in the airport and with hugh fernie whitting stall and you know all these these places that that I think it's good to talk about because you know you can the airport. I don't. Sorry, I just butt mm. in, but I'd never seen this before. But now in the airport, they just have big, like, uh, sort of buckets full of those little miniature 
spirits that you can buy before you get on the plane. It's very bizarre. No, yeah, so next, really? yeah, I mean, when you come over, mm. have a look. They have these like half bucket where you can just like buy loads of miniatures before you get on the plane because obviously everyone's taking hand luggage now, I mm. guess. So they don't put, I don't know, it's very bizarre. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. but not not great. But there we go. Each well, we'll, we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be there picketing them next. <laughs> we'll take you at your airports. Um, <laughs> I've been, um, I just a quick one as well. I was uh, interested to, I uh, went to this fort um, over the weekend and it was about, I was just thinking about the French, <laughs> the French in general, because it was all about, it was it dated back to the Crimean War and it was about when we thought France was like massively threatening and what they were up to and stuff. So um, anyway, I don't know why I said that, but I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about us being at war with each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cultures. Um, so what is your uh, tip of the day? Okay. Um, my tip of the day is um, think before you speak. <laughs> <laughs> I could take that tip. <laughs> clearly. Mm. Clearly I do that often. But... Um, I, I'm sick of apologising, basically. I'm sick of apologising and having to pussyfoot around people that don't understand me. Now, the solution is that, is that I can either go to battle with those people or I can just stop talking to them. And I don't have the mental health strength to battle with them right now. So as you said to me, disengage. And, like, and I just think, you know, if that... Because it's a few people recently have said that they've had conversations that have really upset them with people not understanding and it's just like just don't talk to those people about your sobriety just talk to people that get it and mm. you know connect with people should we say that we have our, our new little secret our new little secret you can do well I just have but we we do <laughs> we've set up a um a love sober secret facebook group and um, so if you do want to talk um secretly you can't find it on facebook so no one will know that you're a member just um send kate or i a uh, friends request so it's either mandy love sober or kate bailey yeah, and um, that's b-a-i-l-y no e yeah and we'll be able to uh add you and it's it's really just a place for you to discuss things that you don't want to discuss in a in a more public space um there's certain things that i don't talk about on Instagram or on here that I, I, but I still affect me and like to talk about. So yeah, if there's anything, motherhood, mental health, family, life, alcohol related, mm. send us some jokes and inspiration as well. But yeah, we've created that space to be able to continue the conversation really mm. in a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my, uh, your reason to love sober. Um, you, Oh, care to elaborate? No, <laughs> no I'm just <laughs> okay. Oh, well, thank you very much. Oh, I take that. I take that to my heart, and I do. Um, so my tip of the day is to adopt a new happiness habit. I've just been looking at this. I was looking at Annie Grace's email. I get her emails come through, and she was looking at um. 
a psychologist um, called Barbara Friedrichson, which I came across when I was doing the Science of Happiness. And she was just talking about, you know, again, that sort of strategizing your happiness, you know, don't like have it just it's about taking control. You know, like we're always sort of saying about sobriety and feminism, empowerment of ourselves. And, and it, you know, you let, I'm very interested in not just letting the wind, the prevailing winds of whatever shit's happening, totally knocking me off and being the way my day is going to be. It's about my boundaries. And one of these these things uh, that we can do are happiness habits and taking a bit of control and really practicing them, strategizing your well-being. You know, like so one of my happiness habit today is I'm going to get out for a walk just to get blown about. It's really, really windy. It's not very nice. I could just kind of sit here and kind of be in front of the computer and like drink, you know, too much tea and not too much. There's never too much tea, but eating Sorry, that was my phone that went off. Turn my phone off would be my happiness habit. <laughs> um, yeah, so just go out and get blown about a bit and just get that that fresh air in, I think. And oh, and mm. I got some of these amazing salts. I have to do this. I don't even know the brand, but I'd like to pick them up because they're amazing. They're like Dead Sea salts and they've got eucalyptus oil in them. So I had one of those um, baths yesterday. So oh, that's interesting. My... Um... I go see like a um, a nutritionist kind of uh, naturopath. I don't mm-hmm. know what you call that in English, but is it the same? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and she suggested having um, peppermint essential oil peppermint baths with uh, salt. Just yeah. put like big salt in, and then mm. make your own salt baths, basically. Mm. Yeah. And I did, I felt quite strange after it, but I slept like a log, like a really, mm-hmm. really, it got right into my muscles and stuff. So yeah, so strategize your happiness, happiness habits. Um, and my reason to love sober is, um, well, I'm really grateful for the support that I've received from you, Mandy, over the last week. And there's a few people um, uh, on, on Instagram, there's a few people from Soberistas and our Love Sober group who I just put out, I just sent up a bit of a flare. And once again, you know, so I've been in contact with you. You're in France, somebody in Canada. Um, you'll know who you are. Um, and I just, it just meant the world. And, and somebody in London who you suggested I contact, who I don't know that well, but we do meet up and we had an immediate connection at one of our meetups. And I sent her a little message over Instagram just saying, look, I could really do a chat and a couple of things through um, because she's a counsellor. And her message back to me was, I would help you in a heartbeat. And Mm. do you know what? I just made me cry. I was really welling up and I just, you know, so I really do my reasons to love sober you know, uh, my gratitude and support uh, uh, our amazing, amazing community always. So, yeah. Oh, okay. We should we should go now. So, if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, um, you can contact Alcohol Concern, um, and they have uh, lots of information about agencies of local support in your area. Uh, your GP, um, reach out to us. You can come to the you know the 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 secret Facebook group now. If sending us a message. Um, you know, there's the She Recovers, there's 
club soda, so baristas, so so many now. Um, and just just reach out and get support. And um, have a good week, and we'll see you next week for more chat. Bye. Bye bye.